views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning. And welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings investments in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. The, what we are, our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And, and listeners of the Max Out Savings Show have known to sit there and manage risk. They've known to sit there to protect their retirement. And, they, and, they, and, they, and they, we've kind of been expecting something like the COVID virus. We didn't know what it was, but here we are. We, we, we figured that, that, you know, you had companies out there buying back stock that were uh, taking on massive amounts of debt, running stock prices to record highs. And uh, so here we are today. Uh, we, we get the biggest financial drop since 1987 and 1929. And it, it's, it's a surprise to everybody. And, uh, and we're going to go, where do we go from here? So we're just talking about that. Uh, first, a couple things I wanted to just kind of let you know. You can listen live anywhere in the world by going to the uh, uh, 1070 KNTH website and uh, hit the Listen Live button. And also, we have a a newsletter, which we send out about once or twice a month. We're sending out more newsletters because so much is happening. That's a free newsletter. You can go to the website maxoutsavings.com to get that. That's maxoutsavings.com. Or if you need some help with your retirement, Assets and management, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. You can schedule an appointment. We're doing mostly uh, virtual appointments now, but uh, but uh, you just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and, and to listen to the show live, 1070 KNTH. So where do we go from here? We've had the COVID virus. Um, hey, look, th- <laughs> We've been talking about this on the uh, on the show. We, we actually caught. I, I was looking at my Twitter feed, which I don't really put a lot on there, but I just happened to put some stuff on there. And uh, back in, in January, at the end of January, talking about China's shut down their industrial production with the due to the coronavirus in in, in Wuhan, and it said this is something we haven't seen since World War II, and so we've been trying to really let you know the dangers and understand what, what this thing was a threat. And then people were out there saying it was the flu that was nothing to see here. We were pointing it out on the show, and we've been pointing, uh, uh, you know, that, look, this is a very serious situation. It's not well understood by Wall Street. And uh, it, it was shocking to me that it just it basically it, it, it kept going up during that time. And uh, so uh, so. You know what? What do we do now? And 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 a, a couple thoughts. It, it's the disconnect it, 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 with the stock market and, and, and the economy. It, it just gotten tremendous again. It, it, it's almost bizarre uh, how how this is sort of all playing out. And, and, and what we're seeing is we've had a substantial rally up in, in the stock market uh, in. In many ways, the markets have 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 recovered quite a bit. Uh, the 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 uh, the Dow is up close to fifty percent retracement, and the uh, the Nasdaq is uh, it hasn't gotten fifty percent. And uh, the Nasdaq is up to a sixty-two percent retracement, which is a pretty big retracement uh, of the decline. And uh, look, I, I, we've had a big recovery. Uh, the most egregious one of all is, is, is the uh, uh, is, is the corporate bond market, which is if you look at the LLQD, which is the the, the ETF on the the uh, corporate bonds, investment grade corporate bonds, it hasn't lost anything in this entire thing, 
and, and we've had the big one of the biggest financial collapse, the shutdown of the, the economy. Now, why is that? That's because the Federal Reserve has rushed in. They they became concerned that I, what I think was happening, I think there was some very highly leveraged funds on Wall Street that the Federal Reserve went and rescued. And, and we're going to discuss more of this about the show and, 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 uh, later in the show here to see what, really what's going to happen, what's going on. Uh, but 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 this is this is this is you know pretty much of a, a, a of a problem in the country. We got the country shut down. I talked to clients and I, I talked to friends of mine. They're not even leaving their houses, and uh, you know they're trapped in their house. They can't do anything, uh, and, and, and the economy has slowed down tremendously. We're going to see some really bad numbers come out for August. We got five point was it five point four million people uh, unemployment here. This week, a total of 22 million people unemployed. This is the biggest drop in unemployment in U.S. history. And so, you know, what what's ha- so do, do we recover? And I don't think you're going to see this V recovery where it's straight back up. I I was out uh, yesterday talking to some, talking to a uh, a restaurateur, and uh, you know, he's like he's really worried. And you know, I, I think he's probably better off than most people. He said, "Look, I've had to put specials in." You know, because the people around here, I, 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 up in Central Texas, late yesterday afternoon, and people around here, they don't have a lot of money. They're worried now, and they're not spending. And he, he's worried that that his business is 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 you know he's trying to keep his people employed, uh, and, and and you know he's hoping they're going to reopen up, and, and he'd like to see the economy reopened up. A couple things. Look, I think we're going to have to start reopening the economy, as, as we've talked about. This is. Very similar to the – it's something people – they've never seen something like this before, so they're in a state of shock. And they're going to have to get used to some risk to the COVID virus as we open up the economy. Now, we're, we're making light speed changes in treatment, the Gilead drug or remitisvir, uh, that We seem to have some very good numbers coming out on that. The hydrochloroquine, uh, uh, that thing is looking very good. Uh, is as well, and so we're making progress. And, and once people feel like they're just not going to end up on a ventilator, which I think we're we're actually making very good progress getting to that point, then we can reopen up the the country. And, and so this is sort of what we're dealing with right now. Now, the market, I I I, I believe, is really ahead of itself in here. Like we we're talking about a 62% retracement in the Nasdaq. Uh, full disclosure, we put some hedges on late this week, a small hedge for our clients. We think the market's going to most likely pull back. It's had a pretty big run, and this is going to take a while to get through. And not only that, but we have a very highly levered economy with taking on tremendous amounts of debt. I just was reading this morning, a company spent $806 billion in uh uh, last year, buying back company stock, and now the same companies that were doing that have rushed to the federal government asking for for re- bailouts and emergency lending because they don't have any money. And and, and this is something that, that we talked about. None of these companies, <clears throat> most re- uh, uh, recent Max House Import, the Ann and the Grasshopper, none of these companies are putting away money for a rainy day. The, all of them were levering up as much as possible, borrowing as much money. It's truly a stop. I mean, they were acting like Wall Street speculators versus managing companies that should be around for 10, 20, 30. Really, they should be managed for 30 to 50 years into the future. I mean, the Chinese famously say they're managed for 100 years. And here we have the United States of America and corporate America managing for the next quarter. Who's going to win, the Americans or the Chinese? The Chinese are going to win every single time, and it's all because of what's going on on Wall Street. And, and, and this is just appalling. Uh, we Look, we invest our clients' funds in companies, in Wall Street companies, in their bonds. And it, and it concerns us when we see companies acting recklessly for the next quarter. Typically, when, when a person retires, if they retire at 65 years old, they got they got about a 25% chance either them or their wife lives to be over 90 years old. So you, if you take that away, 65, but what does that work out to be like 25 years? Uh, they have 25 years. These people have to, they're going to live another 25 years. They need to sit there and live off of these assets. And we have the people that are managing the assets, the corporations in the United States are managing for the next quarter to please Wall Street and to hit their earnings bogey. No, that that. Is a bad idea 
for the for 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 the investors in the company, the stockholders. It's a bad idea for the employees of the company. It, it's a bad idea for the future of the company. It's a very bad idea for the. It, it endangers the United States of America. It, 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 hey, it, it, they they hit their bonuses and they make cash out. It, it it helped out Wall Street. But look, it's time that we change this up. I mean, this is what we need to sit there. We're going to have to fundamentally realter the country. We said on the show last week, a lesson well, – evidently, over the last 20 years, 20, 25 years at Harvard and Wharton and other business schools, somehow they left out the chapter on managing a business that you need that, – that in order to manage a business, you need to have some cash in the bank and some inventory. I mean, it, for most businesses, having cash and having inventory are the basic – it's not even business 101. It's like the first thing they learned, and yet all these companies figured, hey, we don't actually need cash. We can sit there and either string out our, our, our suppliers and not pay them, borrow a bunch of money, not have any money in the bank, and then we don't even need any money for inventory. We'll just do just-in-time inventory from China. That So we just as soon as we run out of an inventory, the new container ship from China arrives. We get another container load of in, another shipload of inventory. Okay, all of a sudden China shuts down. All of a sudden the capital market shuts down, and all of these companies are in financial trouble. How did this benefit anybody at all except a bunch of of, of basically financial engineers at the top of these companies that honestly didn't know what the hell they were doing when it came to managing the company? And so I don't mean to sit there and. It let, but I, look, I think these lessons have got to be learned. I, I think this this is this is a concern. I think it's endangered the United States of America, and it, 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 and, it, and this is something that we're going to have to deal with going forward. We're going to have to. I, I was listening to Robert Hormatz, uh, former chairman of Goldman Sachs. He said, "Look, companies are going to have to learn to manage their businesses. Are going to have to keep more money in the bank and keep more inventory." We wrote about this months ago in the Max Out Safe Report. Uh, the dangers of just-in-time inventory were endangered by the shutdown of China. As soon as China shut down, we wrote about these problems. We, you know, we said, look, this is we've been going complaining about China. We've been pointing out the dangers of China for years on this show, and nobody listened. Uh, Donald Trump listened, and then he was attacked, you know, mercilessly on Wall Street and, and, and by corporate America. But look what's happened. He was right. You know, we were right on this stuff, and you've got to manage these things long term. So companies have to have more inventory. They're going to have to have less debt, and they have to have more cash in the bank because the shareholders are not going to tolerate this anymore. So this is going to lead to a slowdown in earnings. It's going to, you're not going to be able to make as much money in return in equity if you've got to keep more equity in the company for inventory and for cash in the bank. And so this is going to change things. So this rally in the market, I think, is a little bit of ahead of itself for that reason right there. And I think you're going to see a fundamentally reordering of the United States of America for long-term planning and in, in, in protection of the, of the United States of America, the people of the United States, and the business of the United States. And so I mean, looking back on this, Looking, I've been on uh, in the investment business for over 25 years. Look, I trained with some of the top people, value investors on Wall Street. I remember these people would go; they would go off on these companies like they were so conservative it was ridiculous. They're running the place like a bank, you know. It, we went from that they should buy back stock to reckless, you know, not paying for the future, not having an inventory, not having cash in the bank. How many companies right now have been have been talking to the Federal Reserve and talking to the Treasury, desperate for money because they're about to go under, that spent tens and in some cases billions of dollars, tens of billions, hundreds of millions, in some cases billions of dollars on stock buyback programs over the last three years? They spent all their money. Their stock is down thirty percent, forty, fifty. 60, 70, 80% for it was, they threw the money out the window. They didn't even, they didn't even borrow the money to put a new plant equipment in, the new factory in, to, a new system in. They borrowed it to buy their stock back, and here we are. And so the reason I talk about this, we have to understand how we got here, and how we got here is, is we, corporate America was reckless. They didn't plan for the future, and we want to see some changes on that. So I think it's important to understand that. Tell you what, we're going to be back. We're going to talk about what to do now, where to go. Uh, 
after this quick break right here on the Max Out Saving Show. And by the way, you can give us a call. This is a live show at 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Saving Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. We return now to the Max Out Saving Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you've got a question or comment, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's what Charles did. Hello, Charles. Good morning, Ted. Uh, some excellent points you've made. And uh, I just want to offer a comment and then I ask a question here. And the comment that I have is actually sure. something, something that I mentioned, I guess, in one of the past phone calls. And I think it had to do with... Uh, do you think that at some point in time uh, uh, China will be held accountable for this? And I think there's already movement and afoot in, in, in Congress. I think a couple of individuals have already uh, are putting together bills to basically hold uh, China accountable. Now, the question is, of course, and this I'm sure is going to be far down the road is how far it goes, but I could see, honestly, I could see both uh, – Democrats and Republicans united in this effort, and I think it could even go so far as possibly even a coalition of other countries being formed to where uh, ultimately somewhere down the road they come back to China and say, look, you unleashed this pandemic on the world, and, you know, people lost lives and, and were permanent businesses were permanently impaired. I think China's going to have to do some sort of restitution. And, you know, I look at uh, what took place with the Macondo thing, and I distinctly remember, you know, both uh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden telling that, that fellow Tony Hayward or whatever his name was on BP that, yeah. you know, morally and ethically, there's no way around it. You guys are going to have to, you know, make make this right. And BP, you know, I think they spent close to over $100 billion dollars trying to do that. And to, to BP's credit, I mean, they honor their commitment. But I think in the case of China, yes, there are communist government and everything, but I don't see the world just letting these guys off scot-free. I, oh, I, China I has, I a lot of, has, a, has a tremendous a lot of debt from not just the U.S., but from other countries. And, I, you know, whatever that restitution is, whether it's 
direct payments to families plus forgiveness of some debt or whatever, I, I, I could see this happening. So uh, that was my comment in that regard. And then I guess the question I had, Ted, was um, a couple of weeks ago you were talking about how we need to curtail the fracking and all, and you had mentioned about the Railroad Commission. And I thought there was a meeting last week about that, and I never heard if the meeting took place or anything happened. Can you shed any light on that? Yes. There was a meeting this week on that, and they listened to comment. I think they listened to 10 hours of virtual comments from oil company executives and other people on that. They're supposed to announce – I think we're going to see something in the next 10 days when it comes to that, some type of announcement. I'm expecting some type of curtailment. I mean, I was just looking at oil prices, Charles and compared it to copper prices and, and uh, corn price, all types of other prices, commodity prices, and oil has just completely collapsed, unlike uh, any other commodity. Oil and gas is the largest producer in the United States. We've got to do something to stabilize the price, and, and we need to shut the allowables. I think they're going to do something. Right, right. Well, I, I thoroughly agree on that. I think some, some action needs to be taken because uh, – it seems like the as the analysts say the the curtailment that the Russians and the and the Saudis have done I don't think is going to be sufficient uh, in and of itself and most likely they may even have to revisit that further. But uh, uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, basically find out where we were on that and then as I said, yeah, I, I, th- I think on, next week, Charles, we're going to see something. Uh, good question. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Ted, for your insight. Yeah. Hopefully we're going to get we're going to get some type of uh, of, of allowable cut. Well, I think it's time the, the, that Texas needs to start managing their oil and gas production. You know, uh, really much better. I mean, if you look at yeah, if you look at uh, you know, I've got an old uh, map of of Texas from the eighteen eighteen uh, twenties here, and and it was parts of Mexico at that time. And Mexico was a pretty a, a pretty strong country. It was, I mean, it, it was one, it, they were sort of a powerhouse back then for a country, you know, in, in, in the world uh, in 1820. That, that, that's 200 years ago. I mean, we have to manage for 50, 100 years in the future. And, and, and we can't have, you know, giving our oil away at $20, $25 a barrel, and emptying out the Permian Basin of oil. I, I think it's time we start managing our oil and gas assets in the state of Texas again. So I would like to see the liables cut. Uh, look, a, a couple things here. I, I, I want to talk. I, we, we, we talked about uh, in my Max Out Savings report and also in other things. I put it uh, uh, as well. We've really been. Uh, the problems with the Federal Reserve. I, their $2.3 trillion bailout of Wall Street, in, including buying corporate bonds, we, we, we just we, – I basically titled it, you know, the, the day the music died, and kind of we, we saw the end of the, of the, of the uh, free market with bonds when they've taken over – the Federal Reserve has, ta- has effectively taken over the, the pricing of corporate bonds and purchasing them in the open market and ETFs. It, it, look. I am just horrified, but it's not just me that are saying this. I mean, there's a lot of things coming out on this thing. A, a, a couple thoughts. Uh, it, it, the word that keeps coming up is moral hazard. I mean, it, it, the fact that they're doing this is they're 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 bailing out Wall Street. And and I want to give you some different. It's not just me saying Barons buying the purchasing of bonds. In, in, in particular companies, the central bank is effectively allocating capital to separate entities, picking winners. Uh, Daniel Martello Booth, uh, flying blind, we're flying blind, blind now to true asset values. Jeffrey Gunlock, this is interesting. The Fed is presently acting in blatantly noncompliance with the Federal Reserve Act of, of 1913, violating its own charter and admitting the institution has failed and is fundamentally broken. Uh, Morgan Stanley, Michael Wilson, the back, bad actors are getting bailed out. Muhammad Alarian, zombie mispricing of risk allocation of capital due to heavy official uh, interference. Howard Marks, what's the purpose of buying non-investment-grade debt uh, uh, to protect to protect uh, to protect things from the free market declines, the Fed steps in and takes the place 
of of of, of basically the private sector. Uh, you know, the, it, again, people are, are genuinely, and those are the people that are willing to stand up and talk. You get people behind the scenes, some of these big people, and they're very concerned. They just don't want to voice it. But but the tremendous moral hazard of buying corporate bonds in the open market by the Fed is is really disturbing. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I've always said I, I've always felt they really want to buy stocks as well. They want to get in. I think they're acting as an extraordinary government outside of the United States of America. I've had congressmen tell me that the Federal Reserve, they're like Ted. We don't have any oversight of their of their uh, budgets at all. They they opt to, uh, they're an independent entity. There's no checks and balances. There's checks and balances. Uh, on, on the president and the executive branch, there's checks and balances with Congress. There's checks and balances at the Supreme Court, and they all op, you know, kind of operate together. There's no checks and balances for all practical purposes at this Federal Reserve. $2.3 trillion is a threat to the uh, buying corporate bonds and, and junk bonds as well. It's a threat to the capitalist free market system. They're allocating. They're picking winners and losers. And they're they're and they've been doing this. They're getting worse and worse. The problem is there's too much debt. I I was looking at at the at the at the currency markets. The currency markets are too quiet. The federal they they got out of control about two weeks ago, and then since then they've calmed down. I think I'm suspecting the Federal Reserve has injected in probably in excess of five trillion dollars worth of currency swaps, and no telling what treasury swaps as well. To try to stabilize the market, and 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 what's happened? What I fear is is the Fed behind the scenes in buying these corporate bonds. They feel there's some type of major derivatives issue or merger currency or something that's going to blow up and take down the whole financial system. So I think you've got to be careful in here. I'm I I, I cannot believe that, that that the Federal Reserve did that, did this by purchasing corporate bonds on the open market and corporate bond ETFs. Again, the 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 uh, iShares uh, corporate bond investment grade ETF is trading right where it was at the top of the thing before the whole, before the whole economy was shut down. How, how do we have any type of free market system at all? How, how do we have an f- open order system at all if, 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 the financial, if the U.S. economy is shut down and the bonds don't move? That's telling the Fed is in there. We were when when things were disorganized here a couple of weeks ago. We we're we we're in there buying corporate bonds for our clients, and now we've got to compete with the Federal Reserve. I don't think it's fair. I think the bad actors on Wall Street. I think the people that took on too debt, too much debt, they should go bankrupt. That's the way the system works, and that's why it does work. And so anyway, I think this is something we're going to have to continue to watch. But it's disappointing that this has happened. Okay, so where do we go from here? The looking out, we've had, it, it's a tale of, of basically two worlds. On Wall Street, uh, things are pretty good. They've rallied back up. The corporate bond market, nothing to see here. Nothing happened. Uh, the, the, the NASDAQ market, it's rallied 62% uh, above, the, which is an important Fibonacci number. So it's got back to almost two-thirds of what it's given up. Nothing to see here at all. But then I look, I'm like, wait a minute, 22 million people are out of work. Everybody's working from home. Businesses are shut down all over the place. Uh, uh, retail sales were down 8% in, in, in March. Well, what's it going to be in April when everything is shut down? It's going to be a disaster. How can Wall Street be paying attention? Well, a couple things. The Federal Reserve is trying to give the illusion that nothing happened here, and they're bailing people out. But the other thing is it's probably too high. If you dig a little deeper – if you look at something like the, uh, if, if you look at the Russell 2000, they've not recovered much at all. They've only recovered about 30 percent of the whole decline. If you look at the transport, same thing. The the uh, the, the Dow's only recovered about 50 percent of the decline. So it's really a small group of Fang stocks at the very top. Keep in mind, most of those are very are cash rich companies that are probably in here heavily buying stock and pushing their prices, their stock up, and they're pushing up the Nasdaq. I believe that the, that the that the technology sector is cyclical. A lot of people are thinking it's not cyclical anymore. I think it is cyclical. You can't have the industrials, the chemicals, and the manufacturing down. 50, 60, 70 percent and have the tech stock saying up because they do business with all those type of people. So uh, 
we, like I said, we put a hedge on. It was actually against the NASDAQ here at the end of the week. I think this stuff pulls back. I think 20 million, 2 million people out of work is a pretty serious situation. And I think we're going to back down from here. Uh, I, I, think, I, don't, I don't think we're going to get the V-shaped recovery that, that people think. Uh, I think it's going to be more of a U-shape. I think it's going to take time. If they reopen this, the, the economy here, we'll be back up at the office and, you know, right away. There's, I've talked to a lot of people. They're like, hey, I'm not coming out until I'm sure it's safe, and, and, and they're going to be much more cautious. We're, we're pretty cautious ourselves, but we've got a lot of protective gear and things we use. And, but but uh, so that's where we're at. This is going to take time. It, 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 we're, we're fortunate here. If you look at parts of South America, parts of, of Africa, in less developed countries, they don't have hardly they don't have the hospitalization we do. They don't have anything we do. So this thing is going to go through there and do huge damage to their economy, the, the Wuhan coronavirus. So, so I, I think this is going to take some time. If you look at commodity prices, they're all down pretty much across the board. I was looking at cotton. I was looking at corn. We talked about oil earlier, and so, so this is this is what. I mean, I, this is going to take some time, and so I think we have to be prepared for that, and it's not just going to be a one-way street. And so I, th- I think the Fed has kind of given a false sense of where things are in the market. And by the way, if you look, once the Fed – the day the Fed started the $2.3 trillion uh, corporate bond bike, gold and silver took off. You've got to start preparing over the next number of years. We're going to see more and more inflation. This is You're going to see currencies are going to get in trouble Look, no longer can any company, any the government can't stand up to, to limiting spending anymore. Our, 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 we were running a trillion dollars deficit before this happened. Uh, now we're spending two, but we can be another trillion. It's going to be three to four trillion dollar budget deficit. These are like these are the type of deficits we ran in the depression during World War II. Probably a twenty twenty five percent budget deficit, which is extraordinary, huge damage to the economy. But it, it, and, and you're going to see inflation. The Fed is flooding the world with money in trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars pouring out there. It's going to be inflationary. Now, any time anyone gets in trouble, the government's got to rush in and bail them out. It's more like socialism. This is going to be inflationary, and it's, it's something we're going to have to concern ourselves with. So – Anyway, something to think about in here overall. So we'll just kind of watch and see what's going to happen. But, 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 th- but that's that. That's kind of what we're looking. And so, what you want to do is on these pullbacks. That's when you try to take advantage of of of, of things that that are that stocks that pull back, companies with good dividends, companies that that have growth, have good solid growth potential, have a good balance sheet. You want to have them in somewhat growth industries is what you're looking for. Uh, understand uh, a couple things. I think the economy, I, I think, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to come up here on a quick break. Uh, a couple things when I'm going to expand upon that. But uh, if you want to get in, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Same Show. By the way, if you haven't signed up for the free report or if you need some help managing your IRA rollover in retirement, uh, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. You can request an appointment. You can also uh, sign up for the free report. It's free. We don't bother. We don't call you. Uh, it, we, we write a lot of this stuff to help you understand the world today. Tell you what, we'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 
512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. And now, more of the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. A uh, couple things I wanted to. I, I want to get you to keep a number in mind. Hey, Ted. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a call. His name is Larry. Okay, great. Well, Larry, you had a question. Hey, how are you today, Ted? Doing well here. Stuck inside, but. <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? Uh, I just have a quick question. How do we make China financially responsible for what they've done? You know, I tell you, that's a good look. Charles brought this. I, I, a couple things. I think it's going to be difficult. I mean, you have to understand that it's, it's, it's a communist country that basically views us as the enemy. And so I just, I don't see them coming up and saying, hey, we're going to pay $500 million. I, I just, I, I, I don't, I mean, I think they view us as the enemy. And, and I think it's going to be hard to do it. The better way to do it is a couple things. I do think President Xi should resign because he's been the person behind a lot of this stuff. And uh, but I mean, I, I think ultimately China's going to have to deal with this because I think his actions have done huge damage to China and they're going to see this. What how do we make them pay is we need to understand we need to move our our supply chains out of China uh, because they can't be counted on in a crisis. They can't be counted on to protect the world. And, and they're reckless. And they're also doing huge damage to the environment. So I, I, I think what we should do is help subsidize companies, bring in I, – personally, I think we should raise the corporate income taxes, and then I have a rebate back part of that for companies moving back to China, from China and away from China. I, I think we should also come up with an expanded list of not just defense products, but defense, medical, all types of computers, technology, key products that we're no longer going to be – at an absolute minimum, must have a second source away from China in, in, in a, a certain percentage of, of all of those critical components, and it's going to be a big list. A certain percentage needs to be manufactured in the United States. We might have to have tariffs in place to subsidize some of that, but it's got to be done to protect the United States. That's how I think you handle it, Larry. Well, uh, my one concern is, first of all, if we don't hold them accountable to some extent, what's going to prevent them from firing up this uh, virus lab again and doing the same thing in the future? You know, if there's if there's no repercussions for what they've done, uh, you know, well, they'll be it's right kind of like nuclear weapons. It's sort of gotten out there already, so you're going to see other people possibly do this. I, I think how we do it is. Is I think we start moving moving the stuff out of there, and, and I do think that uh, you, you know to your point, uh, I, I think we demand that China what, comes up with a plan to prevent this from never happening again, uh, and, and I, I still think we move out because keep in mind that that you could go, go get a virus from some other country like Iran or someone else could do the same thing to us. So we clearly. Uh, look, there's a real thought that wars have moved from the battlefield to the economic wars, 
in, into uh, cyber, and uh, now it's moved to possibly biological. So it's a problem. I, I mean, I, I do think they need to accept responsibility and do something. I think it needs to be really pushed. And by the way, Oxford's done some study. Now they're trying to claim that it came. It was there for a few months before and came some, from somewhere to the south. So clearly somebody's paying off Oxford, in my opinion, to try to come up with – they're trying to come up with a way to prove to everybody that they're not responsible. I don't believe it. I, I think pretty clearly they were responsible. Yeah. Well, you know, they don't only owe us a financial uh, responsibility, but the rest of the world. I mean, like you were just talking about these other countries that aren't uh, as well off as we are in delivering medical care. There, you know, this pandemic is uh, is wrecking the world economy, not just. Oh no. yeah, China is, is, has seriously, seriously damaged, caused trillions of dollars worth of damage in hundreds of thousands of lives, and uh, in, in, in basically terrified much of the world. I mean, it, it's inexcusable what they've done, and now and and now they're doing everything they can. I don't I don't see them admitting it. Maybe once President Xi is gone, if they overthrow him or something, they might admit it at that point in time. Until then, no. Yeah, but that's what we need to do. Thanks for the call, Larry. Sure, thanks a lot. Uh, that's a good, good question. I mean, look, that's uh, that's a central concern. There is really, you know, how do we somehow, you know, punish China or China do something in and and you know other con- uh, when these things have happened with uh, Makanda well with uh, uh, Union Carbide and Bhopal. There was, there was some type of, of, of admission of guilt. I just I just don't see China. I think we need to make it very clear. We think China did it. I think there should be an investigation, and I think maybe the answer is a tariff. Uh, you put a special uh, 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 Wuhan coronavirus tariffs on everything coming out of China to help pay for it. I think that's one way to do it. But it, 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 clearly, the coronavirus came out of China, and it's their responsibility. Uh, a number I want you all to think about. 330 million uh, is the number. That's approximately how many Americans live in the United States. So Abbott Labs came out and said, look, we've got this test. We can do 50,000 tests a day. You're like, oh, man, this is fantastic. It solves our problem. Okay, well, if they test everybody at 50,000 patients a day, it's going to take 6,000 days or 18 years to test everybody using their quick test. And so this is what you have to understand if if we test everybody, uh, if we test every, I mean, so it takes 18, it's going to take, we need to do a, just a million tests is still, it's going to, it, it, we're going to have to, it's going to take us 47 weeks uh, to uh, a million tests a day. It's going to take about 47 weeks to sit there and uh, test everybody in the country. That's at a million tests a day. And that's why this testing is, is, is so difficult to do because it's the law of large numbers. This is why I think you're not hearing some of these treatments work because, quite frankly, they, they, they don't have the capacity. We don't have the testing capacity. Uh, I just said a million tests a day. So if we do a million tests a day, it takes us 47 weeks just to test everybody once in the United States. And, and so... I don't think you're going to see something where people go in and get a test where they go somewhere because I think it's it, it, it's just the mathematics and the cost to do it are just absolutely astronomical. And so how we do this is we're going to have to open things up, but people are going to have to be much more cautious. They're going to have to social distance, use masks and different things and kind of work through it. Older people and at risk should probably stay home, but we're going to have to open up the economy. We, if this economy stays shut down for another three or four months, we're going to be in a depression. In another two or three months, it'd be a depression. And so we really have to sit there and rethink our strategy and take some risk, as I talked about. In World War II, the Brits and the Blitzkrieg in London, they were being bombed every day. I think at night, I think they came in. Well, they had to work every day. You had to work, and then you'd go into the subways and sleep at night. Uh, because of the bombing, they sent the kids away out, out into the country, but people had to work. And they got, I won't say they got used to it, but they learned to deal with it. And I think that once they got, they were able to do incredible things. We're going to have to learn to deal with this. We're going to have to get things done. We're going to have to reopen the economy. And I think that's very important uh, to do that. I, I was talking, to, I was up at Brett's Barbecue in Rockdale uh, late yesterday, and I'm you know, talking to Brett. He's like, look, business is slow. It's really tough. And, and, uh, it's just difficult. 
uh, people, I mean, I'm talking to clients on this. I'm talking to friends. The same thing. It's hard. I can't, you know, I can't open my practice. I haven't been able to practice for, for 45 days. It's very difficult. Uh, you know, uh, people can't get their, you know, they can't get uh, surgeries done. They can't get all types of things done. We're going to have to take some risk, but but it's just going to be difficult. And it's going to take uh, some courage to do it, but it just has to be done. So that's something to think about. Anyway, uh, last segment of the show, if you want to get in real quick, 713-339-1070 here at the Max Health Savings Show. Uh, we talked about, again, I, I think what we're trying to do is, a couple thoughts in our thinking. We, we've been picking up on the pullback. We've been picking up some industrial stocks. We were picking those up. We picked up some growth stock. We were able to get some really good deal on the corporate bond. I'd like to buy some more. We're looking for a pullback there. And then the Fed kind of put, came in and pushed the, the corporate bond market up. We were getting, in some cases, uh, eight, eight, 9% in bonds. And, and, and I think there's still some opportunities there. Um, uh, most recently, put a hedge on. We think we're going to pull back in here because, again, you have a real, you have two worlds. You have Wall Street that's done pretty well because the Fed is is in there controlling the corporate bond market, buying corporate bonds, pushing the price back up to where they were. You've got buying. A lot of people are optimistic and they bought into the into the stock market. They pushed the Nasdaq up closer to the high. It's up for the year, but the small cap. Mid-cap, they're still down very substantially, transports. So, and then the economy is still shut down. So there's a real economy. I, I think I think particularly in the tech sector, everybody's banking on that B-shaped recovery. I don't see, I think it's going to take a year. This is going to take a, a, a lot of time. Uh, there's been a lot of damage done to Psyche. It's going to take people's time to come back. There's going to be a lot of damage done to corporations. Some of them aren't going to come back. A lot of small businesses are going to close down, and it's it's very difficult time. And, and so I, I think I think Wall Street is being a little bit too optimistic. I, I think I think looking forward, we're going to see a more inflationary time. I think as as this calms down a little bit, they're going to release some of these, you know. Stock, the buyback programs, the corporate bond buying programs, and all the you're going to see more failures out there. You're going to see currency issues. So I think it's going to be important to understand and deal with these type of things over time. And, and so I think you want to continue to have higher levels of cash. A couple of things. You can follow me on Twitter as well, maxoutsavings.com and Twitter. And we're, we're trying to put some more stuff on Twitter. We're also putting out the max out savings report a little bit more often to try to get that going there. Uh, and it, it really, there's so much happening. I'm trying to bring these to you. And so we're, we're writing a lot of stuff uh, in there uh, as well. We, we, we most recent report, we outlined some of the big changes. You can now take out funds out of your uh, IRA rollover 401k with some, 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 uh, you can stretch the taxes out for three years, some different things like that. We don't think that's a good idea unless you're in, in severe trouble. Uh, rates are very low right now. It's a good time to refinance. I was talking to a friend of mine in the, in the, in the, uh, uh, in the mortgage business. And look, if you want to refinance, you want to get that done now because it, it's starting in another couple of weeks and they're going to redo the, they're going to be looking at the new comps. You're going to see real estate prices come down, which means you're, uh, your uh, appraisals are going to come down, which is which could limit some people to refinancing. So if you want to refinance, it's a good time to get in there now. There's a lot of dislocations in that market, and for government mortgages, for for Fannie Mae and and, uh, and VA loans, you you can put off making your mortgage payments uh, for 12 months. And the only problem with that is is people aren't buying those mortgages now because they're not sure what's going to happen and put it at the end of the loan. But the problem is, is who's going to pay for the insurance? Who's going to pay for the taxes in the interim? And it's really kind of thrown the mortgage market into chaos. And this is the problem you run into when you try to do all these bailouts. I think there would have been a better way, as we said, you should we should have maybe just said, look, we're going to try to pay people at least for a month or two, and, and not going into these different bailouts and special programs because there's a huge amount of moral hazard. I mean, I think if anything on the show today is a couple thoughts is 
one of them is moral hazard. I mean, I think the moral hazard of the Federal Reserve and some of these bailouts is going to cause ancillary effects that are going to affect things years into the future. I think it's going to change the lending market. You're going to have to have higher credit scores because no one knows the next time we go into recession, does, does the government tell everyone they'll have to pay their mortgages? And, and this is a real problem. Our free market capitalist system has worked for over 200 years, and we've built the most successful, powerful country on the planet. And I don't know why we're deviating into this kind of central planning bailout led by the Federal Reserve type of thing, because once you bail out one person, then the next person, everyone wants a bailout. And then all of a sudden, there's no punishment for the bad actors, the reckless people, the people that took on too much debt that didn't save for a rainy day. They're always getting bailed out every time, so they never learn a lesson. And so this is one of the – you know we talked about the show. One of the keys to, to, to capitalism is failure because failure – if company doesn't work well, it fails in a more stronger company, and so you keep building a stronger system. But then people learn, and they're, they're cautious, and they learn lessons. And this is you know one of the problems we got. So, so a couple thoughts. I think we're getting closer to an opening of the govern of the economy. I think it's next couple weeks we can see more and more of this. We're making tremendous progress in treatments, remdesivir, and uh, the hydroquinocorine. You don't ever want me ordering your drugs at the drugstore. You will not make it. But anyway, there's th- those things are showing a lot of progress. We're starting to be able to treat it. I think we're getting to the point where you're not going to be on a ventilator unless you're just extremely ill uh, with this thing, which is a good thing. We're making tremendous progress there. Uh, I'm concerned about the bailouts. I think the markets are ahead of themselves, and I think this is going to be inflationary over the long term because I think we've completely lost the ability to stand up to people and say, no, we cannot bail everybody out. No, uh, we got to let the, got a minute. You know, every. Yeah, okay, one minute left. So I think these are some concerns we got. Uh, so that's what I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, again, my, our, our thinking on the markets, use the pullbacks for opportunities, buy the, the, the companies, the good, solid companies. You don't want to buy the most obvious ones because that's what everyone else is. You buy the stuff that's not quite as obvious. That's where you're going to get your value. Value over the next 10 years, value in solid growth, Good quality balance sheets, those are going to be the winners going forward because the stock market is not what's going to do what it did in the last 10 years because this time the Fed is going to start failing and currencies are going to fail and you're going to see more inflation. So you have to deal with that. If you, if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for our free newsletter. It's maxoutsavingswithans.com. And also, if you if you would like an appointment, I'll be happy to, you know, we'll... we'll... AM 1070. The Big 1070. The Big 1070 is everywhere. Click listen live on am1070theanswer.com.